Steve, will you please put away that awful bass guitar? Ugh. This is a guitar show, not bass. a bass guitar show. Long guitar. It's just a long guitar. It's a 30-incher. Everyone just turned off the video there. That's the most annoying sound. Why did he do that? I'm gone. I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch Rhett Scholl do something. Ryan's canceled. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch 60 Cycle Hum until Ryan did a weird voice and now it's over. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. podcast. This first ad was sent by Matt. Carnivali. Oh, we're doing the upside down V. That's what you said. I know. I couldn't. I couldn't. Black rock <laughs> couldn't reverse for a moment. flying V. 80s black. Oh, I'm looking. Oh, you put other. Yeah, I put other things. This is the one I was teasing last week. It's built by a guy. Black rock custom guitar USA it's made by richly you guitars. See pictures for description. So there's no description there. I got to go to Richly Instruments previously built. Okay, okay, hold on. You don't know what that is. <laughs> that, that the description you just clicked on is is someone describing the brand uh uh on Talkbase on the forum on a forum. Right. But they're right. not talking about that specific guitar. Okay, we're talking about the company. Let's okay. talk let's talk about the guitar let's first. Let's talk about the guitar first. This is a reverse flying V. There's not it's black. There's not really a lot to say about it. It's got two pickups. Well, the, the reason this caught my attention is like, wow, someone did a really weird copy of the Gibson Reverse Flying V. And then as I looked into it, I realized, oh, no, this predates the Gibson Reverse Flying V by over two decades. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, it makes the Gibson Reverse Flying V less authentic, <laughs> I suppose. Because it's not their invention. It's this guy's invention, unless someone else is doing I think it, this too. this has better fret access than the Gibson one. You're probably right. It's also, like, wild. It's yeah. it's weird. Like, this is this is a wild take on that concept. He could have just done a reverse Flying V straight-faced, the way mm -hmm. that Gibson did. But, no, this this has Prince qualities to it. Like, that, that hook on the lower wing. Mm -hmm. It's not a horn. It's a wing. And then that diagonal cutoff on the tail end and stuff, and then doing the the the, the straight wing on on the upper wing there is a wild decision. Like this whole thing is extremely flamboyant. This is the most interesting black guitar I think I've ever seen. Like usually people buy black guitars because they kind of want to disappear on stage right. and they want to be boring right. and they don't want to stand out. This one's not going to do that. This is this is the only black guitar that's going to stand out and pop on stage just yeah. because it's so wild. So what you're saying in this little, you said this is from talk base. Now is someone from talk base des describing the history of the brand. And that was back in 1999. No, they made that March, post. 2014. Oh, okay. They, that's they, their joined. Date. That's when they joined. All right. Sorry. Uh, between the wrong date. 1982 and 1984, Richelieu. Still, this is uh, from 10 years ago. Yeah, that they wrote produced this. customized neck through body specter guitars and customers could specify pickup, various pickups and finishes. They produced 75 guitars and a few base models. Uh, the second model, the Black Rock, has name badges, but the model itself was never produced. But apparently, it exists. 
Uh, serial numbers were pressed into the back. This is from the Blue Book of Electric Guitar Values. This information, they want 3200 for this guitar. Yeah. And there is a listing that where it says uh, for a Richelieu Spectre, there were only 45 Spectres built apparently, and it, that's where we see that this is being pushed as a guitar built by a former Fender shop luthier. Of course, given that these were built from 1982 to 1984, I don't know if that's a positive. <laughs> I know the value of those is going up. Sure, sure. I think our opinions on those are, are well, have been shifting, but no, my reputation. No matter what, like, these are wild. Yeah. Yeah. Like each each guitar that I found from this builder is like he was doing his own thing, and apparently he had enough of a reputation that now they command, you know, uh, three, four, five thousand dollars each. Well, do they command it or people trying to just sell it for that much? They, I mean, that's they're trying to sell it because other people are trying to sell it for that much. I don't know. I I can't tell you. I've never bought one, so yeah. I can't tell you what they actually sell for. Because this one just says listing has ended. This other one is a five grand buy it now. The one that we're looking at is a $3,200 buy it now. I don't know if these are stores or if these are private sellers. These guys, these shapes are wild. They're very interesting. <laughs> like I'm not saying that modern builders should copy these, mm-hmm. but I think modern builders should definitely be looking at these and studying them and trying to get fresh ideas out of them because there's stuff going on here that I like. They definitely grab your eye. Okay. Like th- whether you like the shapes or not, you cannot deny that these get your attention. This, um, this one that they're saying is a, as actually a black rock. Ooh, trying the triangle inlays are cool. I know. The overall on this, I feel like is a little too much Washburn A5 meets BC Rich. And for that yes, reason, yes. And for that reason, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> well, I just pulled up this one and the other one as examples to show other things yeah. that this person had built. But this one, the one that's five grand, that's a sparkle finish double humbucker, symmetrical top horns or symmetrical horns. I don't the love the bounce. bottle opener on it. I kind of like how the bottle opener swoops into this almost, what is this, like 110 degrees over here? Yeah, it's... I like how it the bottle, like it makes me think more of like a symmetrical take on a wave or not like a um, geometric take on a wave than sure. a bottle opener. I like yeah. this one the most, I think, of the I three know. I think I kind of like that BC Richie one. <laughs> In a weird, in a weird like uh, geometric low poly BC rich sort of way, you know. This is the this is the Sims version of they, BC rich. They all look like cartoon guitars. Yeah, yeah. They look. They should be neon pink and a, 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 a green neon green dinosaur should be playing them. You know. <laughs> They're perfect for that kind of like these should have been in Bill and Ted. Yeah. I've never heard of either of these brands, Richelieu or BlackRock. Yeah. They kind of seems like the people who are trying to sell them also haven't, but I don't know. As far as the loadouts go, like there's nothing here that's really ex- that exciting to me. You've got double humbuckers with a tunematic on the reverse V. 
And then you've got a wraparound with strap pickups on the BC Rich style thing. And then you've got a wraparound with two uh, double cream humbuckers. I like, I you know, double cream humbuckers are always attractive. But I'm not, you know, there's no wiggle sticks. I ran into a problem trying to learn more about this brand. What problem? When you look for the brand Black Rock Guitars, what Google shows you is rock guitars that, are that have a black finish. <laughs> That's why they're so rare. You can't even find them. What is going on? I don't know. I I've, I've, I thought it was a cool, like, find out about a builder that existed before our time sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. I, I legitimately, when I saw this, it was like someone was trying to do their own reverse flying V, and it's weird. Why are they trying to charge so much? And it, it took me literally, like, 30 seconds of Googling to be like, oh, oh my goodness, there's history here. But like every part of this, once I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, this totally does look like an older build. There's something about the fretboard. There's something about the frets. There's something about the milkiness of the black finish and the knobs and stuff. It was like, oh yeah, this is like, there's something about the gold hardware. It's like, yeah, this came out of a different era. Okay, the order of operations here (coughs) that they're showing might both be might be not correct. Okay. So this is richly used Spectre 1983, only 45 belt, extremely rare, former Fender Shop Luthier, custom handmade. But when I look up the brand Blackrock, it shows richly you. Blackrock, so that's the other, the, the Flying V company, uh, is the company founded by John Toth after richly you uh, dissolved. Gotcha. Richly you was founded by John Toth and Richard Ciarto. Richard Ciarto, Ciarto, I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, so it's kind of like a Mosrite Hallmark sort of situation. Right, but Ciarto went to work for Fender Custom Shop, it sounds like, after. It almost sounds like they were building these guitars, and then maybe Ciarto took one and used it as like, look, Fender, here's what I'm capable of, and they're like, okay, you're hired. Right. That's almost how I mean I'm reading into it a little. And this, then he this, invented the telecaster. This is the this is the Hallmark movie. You know what? Actually with a design like this and a design like this. Yeah. Oh, this is BlackRock though, but with designs like this, it kind of makes you wonder if he was involved if the timeline set up for him to be involved like with the like katana. The, with the katana and the performer. Ooh. Because these are very Fender performery kind of shapes. Yeah. Well, right? it was that whole era too, you know. Yeah. But that's from guitar-list.com. And beyond that, like I said, it's kind of hard to find a lot of information yeah. because Black Rock is such a common name. Man, the Fender performer. I just saw someone had one of those recently. I can't remember what scenario it was in, but someone had someone had a performer. That should be that should be one that Fender reissues. Soon. Oh, I wish they would. There's no reason for them to do it, but just do it. Like they would know, parallel do, universe, do a performer. They would do it, but they would do it with like off the shelf pickups, right. and people would like me would complain. <laughs> right, right. No, but uh, like they, they they should go cheap on it. Like they should do they should do a Squire performer. Yeah. No, that'd be super cool. It'd be really cool. Fender, hit us up. We got ideas. But then put uh, we can we can save your brand. Put filter trons and a Bigsby on it. <laughs> 
we can't save your brand. We're not that good. <laughs> We're not. No, we cannot you don't, save you don't, your brand. You don't need to be saved. Fender That's does what not I mean. need to be saved, and we definitely wouldn't be able to save them. You know, I love Fender, but I don't. We don't have the poll. Sorry. You got any other ideas? If here? we had the poll to save Fender, if they were in trouble. No, I don't no. even know what we'd be doing with it, our lives, but it wouldn't be not, this. It's not about having the pull. It's about having the ideas. Like we wouldn't be, ah, it wouldn't be like the idea men. It wouldn't be like Fender brought to you by 60 cycle hum. It would be like consultants. It'd be as a consulting thing right. where, you know, three years from now they unveil this guitar that we've been helping them design. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and our names wouldn't be anywhere near it. We would just know. Right. Like, uh, uh, we worked on that. I just want to be on the Wikipedia, you know? Yeah. We'd be on the Wikipedia for the Fender. What well, notes you? when when Ryan came in and said, "No, make the performer but backwards and put a Jazzmaster <laughs> trim on it. Also put Jazzmaster pickups in it. You know what? Just make a Jazzmaster <laughs> and make it a weird color. No one will buy. What? I'm just telling you the way it would go down. Oh, okay. You know, Ryan. Yeah, Steve. Got anything else to say about this? I don't. Tell us about uh, Patreon stuff. Yeah, if you want to help support the making of this program, uh, you want to help support us do things and buy merch like stickers and pics and whatever, uh, you want to join our Patreon over at patreon.com slash 60cyclehumpcast. Probably by the time, my guess is by the time this airs, one of your next Patreon videos will have been made. I hope so. Maybe. But as of recording tonight, I got we talked two about guitars to film. Two potential coming down the pipe as long as one of the guitars isn't broken. And if it's broken, I'm still going to put out a video. It, uh, hold on, hold on. Ryan's going to go get it right now. Patreons, this is for you. This is the content you are funding right here. You ready? You ready to hear what this guitar sounds Boxed like? Boxed guitars don't usually sound like this. <laughs> Uh oh! But that'll be a video that comes out uh, pretty soon, and, and it's got the, a rattle to it. And one of the things that we've talked about on the show a lot is how, uh, and from the comments from a lot of folks, is how you know we occasionally go on these uh, tr these uh, video video benders, so to speak, where it seems like everything that you put out on the channel is like a two hundred dollar pedal a. The twelve hundred dollar guitar, uh, you know, a four hundred dollar fuzz, whatever, like all of these more expensive products. When you know the 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 foundation of this channel, the the ancient lore of this channel, mm. uh, was you know used market, and it was uh, the affordable board, and these are the kinds of you know the legends that swirl. It's used market, affordable board, drippy reverbs, yeah, and. Uh what else? Surf music. Surf. Well, that's drippy reverb. Yeah, yeah. You know. So the Patreon funds. Fuzz pedals. The Patreon, you know? fun, the Patreon funding uh, helps us produce some of that old school content. Uh, back when we had, well, back when you had a day job that wasn't doing this. And now that this is your day job, you got to find a way to to supplement those those non-paid things that are really for, for you folks. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, just join us on Patreon. Just, you can just also, give us money. Just get. Let's just. You, you see no, us that's right, not what I'm saying. You're, you're looking at that's us right wrong, now. You're watching wrong. this video and you're listening to us to talk. Just give us money. Here's what you need to know. Ryan wore this shirt on camera, like I think the last time we recorded. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking that it might be the only T-shirt he owns. This is the. I don't own very many clothes. 
It's All like, right. I can't afford clothes is what Steve is trying to say. Well, Ryan. I legitimately, like, almost all my shirts have been given to me by brands. For, for Ryan, maybe you should use some of the money that we get from Stringjoy. To buy clothes? To buy clothes. Stringjoy Strings, they sponsor this program. They sponsor or I could several programs. ask them if they have shirts. They, they do have certain shirts. Shirt. I'm sure they do. Crafted in Nashville, Tennessee. Played on stages worldwide. These are the strings that you need to try. The orbiters are a coded string. If you've tried other coded strings and you've hated them, you know who I heard thinks these strings are at least okay. Who? And maybe even good. Dylan from Dylan Talks Tone. Really? Who hates coded strings. He usually has big opinions about everything. But I heard that he's down to clown with these. I like them. He at least uh, approves of them enough not to trash them. I'm actually not. Which is an endorsement. Terribly picky about strings but i do like them i, I have, do like them a lot i have a set of orbiters on my gibson les paul i don't remember how long ago i put them on there at least a couple months and they still sound and play great even Authentic. though that guitar just hangs on the like when i'm not playing it, it sounds great when he's not playing it <laughs> but i don't i don't case it right so it's just hanging right, there right, right. it's getting whatever dust the strings are exposed to all of the elements that the rest of my room is exposed to so uh, these are still playing great, and I think they're a really, really good string. I used to own That's a last ball. Yeah, and then you sold it. I was an adventurer like you. Ryan. Yes, Steve? This next ad was sent by Nicholas Delano. That's right. This is a Greco ER-180 from 1969. End of nice. 60s. It's red. End 60s, pretty rare Greco ER-130 built in Fujigen plant full set uh nothing is missing full original and fully functional this is uh listed out of france it's 826 dollars plus a 231 dollars shipping because of france that international but now this you said this was built in fujigen that's what it says so that means it's got an ibanez wizard neck on it right obviously it's just gonna shred i like I think I, it's more like this has a Tysco neck on I it. I grabbed this because it's beautiful. Uh-huh. And I would I like I don't get along with Rickenbackers. That's well established on this channel. I love this. I I I would definitely be seen on stage with this. It's trying to be a Rickenbacker, but it's doing its own thing. I love that trim hardware. There's just so many parts to it. It looks like clockwork, you know. I'm looking at this trim hardware and I'm I'm wondering if it's a trim with a trapeze because of the way it's because of the trapeze. Does this only, does this only, uh, pull the strings tighter? No, it's got to dive. Does it? Yeah. The trapeze is connected to the trim and the, the trapeze goes forwards and back. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's got like, a spring. Like, look, look, yeah. You're looking at the same picture as me. It's got a spring yeah. like a Bigsby. It's got, it, it'll, it'll act the same what way. What I'm saying is I can't tell how it's sitting. So I don't know if the trapeze it's actually is just like, going to move up and down. No, no. The, the, the trapeze is on like on a hinge. Out. Okay. So it's going to move forward and back. It, this is like a overly complicated Tysco trim yeah. in design, which is, yeah. I mean, it's all there. This is the, the thing that has me worried is how, how clean it's too clean this is it means no one played it so it must not be very good it's it's so clean it's pristine no one ever played this guitar there's the, no wear on that first fret that we see in one photo the neck joint does look a little loose to me Show uh, me. Let, let me see 
But I can't. Maybe that's just shadows. Maybe that's because of the paint job. It's because it's a 1960s like Japanese. It, it looks guitar. like there's kind of a some gapping uh, going on there. I th- I bet the the neck's just hanging over. Maybe a little it's bit. shimmed. Oh, you zoomed in bit. to see that. Um. Maybe, but yeah, you you're right. right. Like, it might be barely floating in there. The lack of fretware is a little disconcerting. But the strings look relatively straight up and down the neck. It does look really narrow. Maybe if you wanted to do some like low E or high E bends above like the ninth fret, it could be real tight. I love I love the mini buckers and the pickup rings around the mini buckers. Like it's just it's a it's a relic from another time and it's so beautiful. And I don't I don't usually think that about Rickenbacker style guitars. Like I think they're fine. I think they're fine to look at. Yeah. But there's something about this that just grabs my eye. No, this one because it has this. It has that 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 retro '60s Japanese vibe to it. Like I would fully expect to see this show up in like a in a crowd shot of a Godzilla movie where there's mm. a band playing and then they all have to scatter and toss their guitars because Godzilla is attacking, sort of thing. Like it's perfect. I love it. How much was it again? <laughs> It's like eleven hundred dollars after you ship. I know. Ah, it's, such, it's it's not. I wouldn't even pay that if there was no shipping involved. If this was local, I'd be four hundred and fifty dollars interested, even though I'm sure it's worth more than that. But that's my level of interest in it. But I, I think it's beautiful. I'd want it. I would go. I would drive to a shop. I would drive forty five minutes to a shop to to try this. There was one of these on. That's my level on, of interest right now. There was one of these on Reverb. Four years ago for $590 plus shipping. Well, I got kind of close. And that one was apparently missing parts. What color was it? Black. No. There's a lot of these. That I want black. this red. I want this fire engine red. It's so pretty. Man, here's one that was in Canada. No, it was in, it was in Tokyo. $100 shipping, $540 listed a year ago. So maybe. Not bad, not bad. I mean, this one is like. Clean, clean. Yeah. But it does. How bad uh, could it be? It does raise some questions about whether or not it's overpriced at that price. This is the only one on reverb right now. How bad could it be? I know it hasn't been played much, but how bad could it actually be? Like it's going to play like a Tysco. That br- that bridge is not modern. It's not a modern, comfortable bridge. But it could, you could probably swap that bridge for any tunematic if you need to. If you wanted it to be a playable guitar, yeah. Oh man, I I, I believe it, it in made it. Made a green burst. Oh, that green burst! Send, send, put that on the drive. <laughs> Take a screen grab and put it on the drive for me. I'm going to. I hope I don't forget to put it in editing. Ryan, editing. Ryan, wake up. Hello. Slow down the video. I know you're watching it in, in super speed to get through this, but s- stop. Get the picture of the green burst, Greco. That Steve put in the drive. Don't forget. Oh, because you, <laughs> you have these on your computer, so you're not going to, like, pull them off the drive. Right, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Think about that. Uploading. Success. We did it. We did it. Hopefully editing Ryan pulls through and makes this Delete happen. Delete screenshot. I don't have room on my phone for you. Actually, I do, but. All right. No, this is really cool. This is a. Uh, what are those extra switches for? Just is that like? I think that's just the pickups. Just pickups. Because there's no splits. There's no main pickup switch. Oh, just on off, on yeah. off. Yeah. And then volume tone for each one. Way. Where's the four way, Steve? I don't see it. 
I'm saying like volume tone, volume tone. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm saying if you got a volume, why do you need an on off? Because not everyone uses the volume as an on off. Right. Some people like to set their volume. Fine. Not me. I'm not a weirdo. I use my volume to turn off my guitar, and then I never use it otherwise. I actually have been rolling back my volume uh, with with a uh, Vulture Shock, mm. with my like a kind of like Gen Xy sort of like alt rocky sort of band kind of post punky sort of project. I've I've been rolling it back to get lower gain, and then you know I'm, I'm doing the classic thing. I'm doing it. I'm rolling it back to clean up. This Greco is beautiful. I don't think I have anything else to say about it. Me though. either. Me it's, either. Uh, unfortunately. Now we're going to do some business, right? Let's do some mail. Let's open some mail. mail. It's got some mail. We we got this. Obviously, this is our second episode in our set, but we had some real what's new last week, so we didn't get to the mail. We got, or I, I shouldn't say real. That sounds mean, but. Uh, so this one, because. It's, let's do that first. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't have a name on it. I think it, this one is from Michael Freer. He was messaging me earlier. You know, there's those tabs. Oh right yeah, there's there. tabs. Pull that. Tab. You take the knife. Uh, telling me that he sent us something, but he doesn't think his name is on it. So I'm assuming this is it. It comes from signs and tags online. And earlier I said to Steve, I have no idea what this could be. And he's like, Well, it's either a sign or a tag. It's either a sign or a tag. It's metallic. They look like license plates. What? <laughs> Other guy! <laughs> this is cool. Because we talked about it on that one episode. Yeah, we did. Oh, that's rad. Oh, thank you, Michael Freer. If yeah, that thanks. is who sent it, I'm I, assuming it is. I mean, they are California plates. If oh, I, that's too can funny. Can I put this on my car? I don't see why not. I don't think you would get in trouble at all. At all. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Let's see if there's any uh, think- documentation in here. Uh, I don't think it says who paid for it. Mm-hmm. It just says thank you for your purchase. Yeah, yeah. Not, thank. That's too funny. Thank you. All right, we got this other package from Tyler Colton. Let's see what's in here. Ah, oh, struggling to get this out. Here's some stickers for uh. Is there a note? No note, but there is a pin. And a CD for the band Goodbye Viking, which Goodbye I Viking. made in, which is made in the Czech Republic. We get a lot of emails from them from the Czech Republic. And he is the vocals, guitar, mini brute, Hammond, and piano in this band. So very cool. We'll have to check this out sometime. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to give that a listen. This is a CD. It's called Got some Goodbye cool Viking. These stickers, I'll probably uh, throw in the. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll probably throw one on my sticker wall, and then redistribute the other one. Yeah. Do some sticker and redistribution. Here's a cute little uh, gyoza. Look at this little gyoza. Uh, yeah. Is it a gyoza or is it right. a pot sticker? We got a couple shirts here from Mikey Beige in uh, Schenectady, New York. Schenectady. 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 Now I. I think he messaged us about these, and we already know they're going to be Let's the wrong see. size. Ryan and Co. Allowed us, allow us to introduce ourselves. We are the Sugar Hold. We like to think we don't play any specific genre of music. Our milieu isn't from any specific decade. We truly don't have any agenda other than to have a good time. People say we are pure rock and roll, and that they believe that kind of innocent purity couldn't exist anymore, but it does right here in upstate New York. We hail from Troy. While we are often labeled as surf punk, 
gosh. Came with a lighter. We could actually be compared to the likes of the Crickets, the Beach Boys, early Beatles, or the Clash. Interesting. Uh, are not going to be bands we sound very much like, given over 50 years of change to production and instruments. Instead, the Sugarhold puts together an eclectic mix of all the great rock bands from the 50s to today. We strive to promote good times. If you have time, we'd love it if you could check out our debut album, Sweet, that came out in April. We've also include. Uh, and close some stickers, buttons, and a couple of shirts. They sent us stickers back for the sticker guitar. Oh, yeah. Uh, back in March 2022. So, yeah, both these shirts are largest. Steve and I push oh. on the upper side of XL, but maybe our wives will want them. Well, our wives we'll are, to are known to wear the various shirts that we acquire. Here's, over some, the of the, years. here's some of these stickers. Thank you for what sending you us, at? guys. Thank what you, you for blessing our PO box, our UPS box. I've had the address up oh, here. Oh, they're doing a collab with Poison Noises. Oh, for nice. So that's cool. They're they're that's all kind of the same part of the, the country. Sh- sugar trim. Cool. Very cool. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for sending us stuff. Maybe you'll see. Uh, oh, these shirts. Well, you, let's let's see if one fits me. Let's see what happens. This seems like a bad idea. It's not the first time I've gotten naked on the show. Are you even allowed to ship lighters? That seems illegal. This is great. Ryan is putting on the shirt. The shirt is on. Actually, you know what? He is in the shirt. Before washing it, it fits. I have a feeling after washing it, it will not fit. That shirt is like borderline emo tight, but it could work. Emo tight is also 80s tight, actually. You could be... You well, could, with, with the collar and the and the, the sleeve rings on here, it is, has that look. This has a... As soon as you put it on, I was like, oh my God, this looks like... You look like a Wet Hot American Summer character. I do look like a camp counselor for sure. Uh, so yeah, so thanks, uh, the sugar hold for all this stuff. Yeah, we really and you know oh, Michael yeah. Freer and, and that other we, band we got this. Uh, uh, what was it? What were Let they called? The the something. Goodbye Viking. Goodbye Viking. I love the art on here. Yeah, a lot going on. If, if only I had a CD player. <laughs> you don't have one in your car? It's broken. It came broken. <sighs> It came. It broke. never. It's never worked as long as I've owned that car. All right, we need to. There start, might be something stuck in it. Honestly, we need to start pushing the Patreon harder to buy you a new car. Oh my gosh, that is a completely different Patreon level <laughs> than what we're pulling in right now. Are you kidding me? Oh, oh like I could, man! We could, if we, if we decided that's what it was for, we could do a car payment with the Patreon. All right, Ryan. Here's the thing. Okay. This episode's brought to you by Chaseless. That's right. This Steve. is the mood. This one has a serial number on it. It's serial number 600. I got 600. It's very cool. I have, this is actually the Mood Mark II. Did I say that? I just said it was the Mood. Because this, everyone knows because it's purple. Because the Mark II is the only Mood that's being sold by Chase Bliss anymore. It's now the default Mood, even though it's Mark II. Right. Uh, but what Mood do you have right now? The default Mood. The, the purple default mood. mood. I have the Mood Orange one that's not the Mark II. Between us, we own three Moods. Yeah. Dude, we need to like. I know we need to chain them, them together. together. Yeah, um, but yeah, you should check these out. They're really fun. I really like the Mark One. I. I haven't checked out the Mark Two too much yet. 
a little bit, but I don't really understand the nuances of the difference. You're not supposed to understand them. You're supposed to just let them guide you in a dream. That's how I feel about the mood. It just gets me in a mood. Right. In a good mood. You don't, if you've been in a you bad don't mood. operate chase plus pedals. They operate you. They take you somewhere. That's you know? true. Yeah. Actually They're, for pedals, more creative than you are and yeah. better looking. Check out chase bliss audio. Thanks for sponsoring us again, Joel. Thanks, thanks, Joel. <laughs> All right, uh, Ryan, tell us about this week's topic. Well, don't, don't you want to do what's new? We just did what's new. Is there more what's new? I have more what's new. Oh, let's do more what's new. I bought something. What'd you buy? I, it's where it's weird and rare when I buy something, but yeah. I I felt motivated to finally buy something that I've been wanting for probably four years. Tell me about maybe your three years. You've been wanting it for four years or three years. I'm in the club now, Steve. What club are you in? Yay! I got myself a rubberneck. Very cool. Finally. I like I did that gonculator video. Yeah. And I started and I ended up talking to Tom Cram mm-hmm. and I was thinking about how much I love DOD. And I was thinking, like, man, I always wanted a rubber neck. Dude, they're so, so good. I got on reverb and I found one. I think it was for 160 shift. And I was like, not bad. I'm in, I'm in, I'm going to get it. There's, I think there's another one up there that was like 150, but all the rest are like full retail right now. Yeah. Yeah. I plugged it in for about 20 minutes today. Yeah. Super happy with my purchase. You get lost in for, for you. It's it's everything I love in an analog delay. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) I know I like that pronunciation. I'm going to do that again. Delay. Uh, I love the rut. Good. Every time I mess around with a delay, what do I do? I rack the time knob. Yeah. It's got a thing where you can set a second time on here mm-hmm. and then you, you soft hold it and it ramps to the other speed that you set on there. Yeah. And then you can set the volume on here. I think that's what it's, what it's doing. And you hold this and it maxes out the repeat. So you can pull back the volume. So it doesn't completely get away from you. I don't know if I've really messed with though with with that too much. And then you've got a gain control, so you can do the dirty memory man sort of thing, and a tone control, so it can be either yeah. dark repeats or bright repeats. And it's got an effects loop right here. I was actually plugging. I should try to do a video I haven't soon. Used, I haven't used the effects loop on mine. You have to have a special cable to do it. I, that's why. I have a cable that I built that I do it with. Uh, I built it for the Walrus Bellwether. <laughs> Is it just like a TRS? Yeah, it's a TRS splitter. I ran a flanger in the mix, and it just, it, oh, whatever man. you run in that loop, it just applies to the repeats. It doesn't apply to your original dry signal going through. I ran a tremolo in there. Like, I was having fun with this thing. In 20 minutes today, I was having a lot of fun. It also has a uh, an FX foot switch. Yeah. I'm can, not sure what that does. You can, um, so... Uh, I have one, the, the, uh, Digitech, uh, F, I think it's FSX three foot switch. I forget what all the functions it controls on the rubberneck because I, I bought it with my strum. Right. Uh, because you, that way you can probably have one of those foot switches here instead of using like the tab, right. Uh, the pads for like drum or for bass and snare, you would use the tap. I think I bought it to go with my trio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. So I, I probably do have that. Yeah. Uh, but then it also has a modulation section, rate and depth, tap tempo settings, uh, the dry trails on and off and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's got it's, a lot of features. Like if you're shopping for a full-featured analog delay, like this has to be 
on your list. You have to check it out. You have yeah. to look into it. Cause like, yeah, just instant, like, yep. Yep. Happy with my purchase. Yeah. I'm going to use this because I've been, I've been doing like weird sounds with delays in, in vulture shock and stuff like that. This would actually be good with times for ghost too. It's good for everything. right? It is. It's the, the, the thing that held me back for so long is that it is a big box. It is. So you but. have to sacrifice some some space for it. But for what I what what I do with with delays, like, yeah, it's worth it. I'm stoked. Yeah. It's super cool. All right, topic now. Yeah, let's. Uh, you ready to hit that topic? All right, I'll pull up the other that other screen grab here. This one is from Bryce D. Namur. Oh, surf rock, skate punk. Why are these the only sports slash modes of transport that have their own music genre? Is it a Californian thing? Which genres need to exist pronto? Mono railwave, equestrian emo, unicycle core, triple jump? I think right now the the, the genre where it like the time is ripe. The cu- the culture is ready. Mm-hmm. Electric scooter music. What's the genre like? Electric scooter jazz. It would be jazz. Yeah. But it's like a really, it's, it's an upbeat jazz, but then there's something dystopian about it. It's upbeat, it's, but like if there's lyrics, they're all dark. It's kind of, no, what, well, yeah, yeah, that too. It'd be like that, um, it'd be like the freaking, um, no, it's this is Korean, but it would be uh, the squid game, like that squid game music where like it just sounds like, it's like a jazzy carnival game music. Mm. Yeah. It's like, I'm thinking like dark electro swing. Like you think about kind of like the guys in the straw hats, like doing like Dixieland jazz or whatever. Yeah. But then like that kind of mood, this upbeat, like, ah, we're, we're like, we're men about town. We're out scooting around scooter boys music. But then like the reality of the lyrics and the content of the songs is like this is all we can afford and like we we live in a failing society mm-hmm. and the, the our infrastructure isn't built to even support this safely <laughs> we're out here risking our lives riding bird scooters around on the side of the freeway oh because gosh. we have a job that doesn't pay us enough to own a full vehicle one of the ones on that <laughs> list was equestrian emo and I want to posit that equestrian emo is just current Midwest emo, which is, um, which is kind of like that. Like, are we talking uh, about horse girl music? No, it's not horse girl music. It's kind of maybe some horse girls would be into it, but emo as a whole is unfortunately a notoriously a male dominated genre. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because it, it requires a certain level of testosterone and physical endurance. Women just can't. No, that's emo. mostly just because there's just a lot of misogyny involved. Oh, is uh, that why? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I thought it was because of the clear differences in between men's physical abilities to make music. No. So, so, whole, so my whole thing is, is like, I feel like the current flag bearers for um, Midwest emo and like this kind of like pop punk adjacent, Midwest emo sound uh, is are very kind of like it's almost like a lower class music as pop punk has kind of tended to be 
not always, but it's tended to be, but equestrian emo is like emo music, but it's all like rich kid problems. Does and I imagine it has a little bit of like a trot to it. It's got it, maybe it's got a little bit of a trot to it's got it. A little trot. But instead of like songs about how like uh I'm taking up smoking because my girlfriend smokes and like I want to, you know, I want to hang out with her more, so now I have to smoke this is even polo though I know emo. it's bad for my health. This is like songs about how your girl let, ditched you at the Met Gala right. for Pete Davidson. And you sing the the, the, the whole genre is built around singing a certain way that sounds like you're so inbred that you can't close your mouth. Cause it's like, is deep, that a rigid deep, deep blue blood stuff? You know? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Your jaw doesn't close all the way because they're all they're They're still all like emo songs are all there. Sad. You know, you're emotionally distraught, right. but you're emotionally distraught because you weren't invited to the coronation of King Charles. Did you know that there is a transportation genre of music that we haven't mentioned. And okay. it's, it's, it gets talked about more often than Are you than thinking it should. of surf and skate as modes of transportation and not well, he, sports? He, he said sports slash modes of transportation. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would love it if, if I could surf to the store. But it's just not going to happen. Are you going to say? I used to use skateboarding as transportation. Are you going to say trucker music? No, but that's there too. Because you, do you remember Convoy? Yeah. It's like what it, trucker music was. I think there was like three song, three hit songs, and then the genre went away forever. Right, right. Well, every song that was written for it was actually written for a trucker movie. You know, <laughs> there was this whole <laughs> genre of trucker movies because they were cheap to make. I think was the idea. Um, yeah, I don't know why America was thirsty. For trucker movies that featured monkeys for some reason. Um, Yacht Rock. Oh, Yacht Rock. That's true. Yeah. That's what these these horsey emo boys, that's what their dads listen to. Yeah. The thing about Yacht Rock is Yacht Rock was named like post. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like an ironic genre. Yeah. Like nobody goes out and says like I'm gonna start but the a bands, yacht rock band. They're all cover bands. But the bands who 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 are the hardcore yacht rock bands, they're fully aware that they are yacht are rock they? bands. They are like I think, I think so? there's a yacht rock tour going on. I vaguely remember oh, that. Yeah. I mean there probably is. It's like when we were young, but it's like when we were yacht. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what, what else? Okay. We got scooters, skateboards, surfers. By the way, the scooter music should definitely have like a, like a techno EDM sort of angle to it. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about that, that vibe, that up tempo, yeah, upbeat, yeah. like we're boys about town sort of vibe, but it's, it's, it's definitely got this electronic sort of thing going on. Uh, what are those? What are those? Um, Here's what we'll do. Let's name genres and then name a sport that it should connect to. Okay. Like maximum sport for maximum genre match to tennis. I think tennis is metal. Tennis is metal. Holy, like- he's right. He got it right. And and the way it would go is it, it's like, uh, it's like ping ponging because the pace of play it, it would be like prog metal. It'd be right. very modern because the pace of play is always changing. Like some at the beginning it's like boop 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 
boop. And then when it gets more intense, it's like, but it always, every song starts out with like, with like, boom, boop, 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 boom. Right. And then it goes faster. And then maybe like there's a lob. So it slows down again. There was a weird connect. Maybe that was just a local thing, mm-hmm. but it happened a lot through like local radio stations or something. There was a weird connect between golf and punk for a while. Like there was like the, the, like, these punk golf tournaments. And oh stuff like yeah. That. I think 91 X was probably, or one of the stations was probably just partnering with like La Costa. Right. I mean, the thing is, is like so many of the punk bands that were local, they're all, you know, middle age, like later middle-aged men now. They're, right. Right. But there is kind of like, there is a whole thing of like, let's put on a polo shirt, but we're still wearing Dickie shorts. And then we're going to go golfing. Oh, so counterculture. I'm yeah. wearing Dickies shorts. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All and right. a polo. Yeah. Okay. A well, I mean, punk punk really was not very punk when this was going on. No. It, was, no. it, it was it was prime time for pop punk. It was all just very commercial bleh, stuff. I mean, it's like opinion. think about it. Like how many, how many, uh, isn't there, wasn't there a Smash Mouth video where the whole video is just them riding around in golf carts? Probably. I feel like there's a bunch of music videos. If it wasn't like, Smash Mouth, then it was Sugar Ray. No, exactly. Oh, it probably was Sugar Ray. That's probably exactly what. Sh- there's sh- also like a connection to bowling. Sugar with, Ray is golf. Wasn't there like an emo or. Yeah, bowling for soup. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I also take the skinheads bowling. Yeah, but those are songs of, that's a, that feature sure. bowling. That's not the same as bowling having a genre of music. Well, there's a band called Bowling I mean, for Soup. When I, think the, of, when I think of... The uh, genre of bowling is swing. I thought it was polka. Pol- uh, that's where I was going with that. All right, all right. What does this sound like? It's not that it sounds like anything. It just fits the culture, you know? Yeah, but it's kind of like surf rock it has its own sound. Like, it's not just rock, it's surf rock. Yes, but then skate punk is still punk. You don't you don't hear... Are you trying to say... I'm hoping that you're not trying to say that surfing surf music sounds like surfing. No, I'm not saying it sounds like surfing. Okay. I realize, like, the example of tennis metal I gave is tennis music that resembles a, t- uh, a metal music like that I think, resembles a tennis match. When I think of metalheads playing tennis... When someone is like really playing tennis, they're running around, they're hitting things, they're screaming. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just hit Steve so hard. Do it. I'm so sorry, Steve. <laughs> I'm checking on you. Do I need to do repair? <laughs> but like it, like I imagine I'll the send intensity. You my medical bills. Like imagine someone putting on like the, the black metal face makeup and they're just sweating it out mm-hmm. and just. I bet a lot of tennis. I bet a lot of tennis players like listen to metal. I, I bet you're. I bet I you're bet totally it. right. Uh, there just needs to be a subgenre of metal that is specifically made for tennis players for the aesthetic of tennis. I feel like it would be like it would kind of be that like mid aughts, like it, your Lincoln Parks, your. Hmm. Like that kind of thing, I Maybe. feel like would be that what kind of edge that, of new that metal could have been tennis, tennis metal, hard rock. I could actually see new- someone's gonna get mad and be like, Lincoln Park's not metal, but you know what I mean. Like, just relax, you know what I mean. It edge of new metal, you know, like kind of new metal. That's a good, that's right, a good right, point. yeah. 
I know that's a, a real. It's thing. hard to invent genres that don't exist and yeah. just assign them to a sport. You name a sport. Um, I mean, let's just go basically. What What about hockey? What's ska. the genre of hockey? Ska. ska. Yeah. Skocky. It would be ska adjacent. It would be a new. Uh, it would be. It wouldn't be a wave because it's frozen. But like, right. <laughs> it would be a very specific subgenre of ska for hockey. Aggressive, like fighting music, is going in the Boston's directions. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be like a. You know, we've had ska like these various ska revivals, new ska waves, but this would be more like a. Even though, like, and half of it would be sung like, in French, like how ska core was kind of an offshoot of third wave ska. Right, right. This would be like an offshoot, like a another core adjacent. It would be very far mm-hmm. removed from first wave ska. Of course, yeah. yeah. It would it would be a new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm thinking um, something that would probably be uh, adjacent. Can you to... imagine hearing that horn section in an ice rink? Oh, that would be so, oh, that would be, be so cool. It's perfect for it. Um, as I'm thinking, football would be actually have something that's like yacht rock adjacent, like football rock, football. I don't know what you would call it, but from it would, my perception, from my perspective, mm-hmm. football's tough because people who consider themselves the core football fan, right? They just want to listen to ACDC. Mm. But the reality of it. The reality of it, football fans out there, is that it is an extremely uh, popular sport amongst a very wide variety of people. And so I hate to say it, but uh, uh, football music would be pop adjacent. I'm thinking football music would be like a pop rock, and I feel like you would be, have a lot of songs that sample various elements of Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part Two. All right. And that would be like that would be like the pop thing, but that's how it would that's how the genre would start. It would be if a, somebody would sample that song and it would become the newest version of a jock jam. What it would be, it would be try to wrap your head around this. Okay. It would be an American version of K-pop. Where it's like a meld of multiple popular genres all in mm-hmm. one song. Mm-hmm. You get like 10 different people singing throughout the song like okay changing styles as it goes like mm-hmm. because you're trying to appeal to the widest possible fan base it has yeah. to entertain yeah. everyone that football entertains it's got country elements it's got rock elements it's got pop elements it's, it's got, got some rap got some in there. rap yeah it's got it all it's got a little bit of everything wow and in being a little bit of everything it is every bit as unpleasant and unnecessary as football. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't feel that way about K-pop, though. I think K-pop. Sure, is, sure. If done right, if done right, it could be amazing. But what it is it called? Foot, football rock. I think foot foot pop. Foot pop. Foot pop. Uh, it'd be. It'd be. Uh, no, it'd be called. Um, it'd be called like. Uh, you know, football. Gr- you know, foot pop is going to just end up taking over all the other sports genres and it's just going to be called ball pop. It would be called like ball pop, but there would be like a, there would be like a hardcore offshoot called gridiron core, <laughs> but it's all like really awful workout music. It's all just nonsense. It's industrial, but it's like, 
it's it's totally made for just like hitting the weights at the gym, getting you pumped for the them jock jams. There is a weird so kind of unrelated to this. I I've been but semi related, like thinking about workout and music then, and whatever. And then baseball is just kazoo music. Baseball, <laughs> baseball. I mean, I if it could get popular, it would get popular. But uh, the genre, the baseball genre, is it's uh it's just organ music. Sure. Organ I core. Mean, that's it. Organ, organ core. Like this bring back covers of pop music on organ. I hate to say it. And baseball fans, let's get super into it. I'm, I'm a well-known unenjoyer of sports. I don't, I'm not someone who pursues sports. I'm not someone who's entertained by sports. Okay. If, if you told me, if you and Meg sent me a message together, like, Hey Ryan. All right. We're going to do this. The Padres are doing retro night, like throwback night. It's not mm-hmm. retro 1980s. It's not retro 1970s. It's retro 1910s. Okay. And like everything is appropriate. Like mm-hmm. even the audience is dressed up. Like it's like pre-depression, like heavy cotton, right, cotton right. outfits for everyone. Uh, old school rules, you know, like... <laughs> People are spitting. There's kids. There's kids in the parking lot listening over a tube powered radio. So like, if it if it was an experience like that, I'd show up for it. There are. Uh, I've watched them. Of course, I I've just watched basically them. want to be in a Kevin Costner movie. Yeah. There, there are uh, old timey baseball leagues that uh, that play handlebar mustaches. Yeah. Yeah. And they wear the old. It's not even cotton, dude. They wear wool uniforms. Wool. It's wool. Um, yikes. And it's like, so there's like some really weird old baseball rules. Like most people who have watched more than five minutes of baseball or have experienced more than five minutes of baseball would say like, well, how do you, how do you, what's a way to record an out? One way to record an out is the batter hits the ball and, uh, totally and, lost me. I have no idea what you're talking about now. The pitcher throws the ball, the batter uh-huh. hits the ball and, uh, a fielder catches it before it touches the ground. But in old timey baseball, the ball could bounce one time and then you caught it. And part of that was because the gloves they had were so like, like non-existent. So even in these old timey leagues, they wear like just leather, like gardening gloves because, because that was the original baseball glove was like, was like driller gloves. I'd watch this. Yeah. I'd I'd go sit and watch, watch a couple teams play old timey baseball and I'd have a, a, a big stein of beer and I'd have a, a noisemaker. Yeah. I think they know. mostly do this like in like, uh, you know, East coast, like sure, New York, sure. like places that would have had baseball. It's like how, time. it's like how we have the old timey, like bocce ball courts. Down exactly. It's, it's Park. exactly like that. It's exactly like that. Yeah. I get the vibe now. It's cool though. It's, 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 it's fun to watch. I've watched a couple of them on YouTube. It's bocce, just very interesting. Bocce ballroom dancing music. <laughs> You're just sitting there with like you're going showing up to the bocce ball event and people are just like right tossing balls and swaying. Yeah. I mean most most good music is ball related. So let's Yeah. That's what? that's why surf music is so unpopular. No balls. No balls. There's no balls in in the sport of surfing. There's no balls. In skateboarding, they've got wheels. They've got ball bearings ball in the bearings. Wheels. Ball bearings. You got to have balls and surfing doesn't have it. Yeah. Uh, one last, <laughs> one last sport. We got uh, sex wax though. 
Ryan, what is the genre of music associated with? Uh, hmm. I got some right here. High lie. High lie. High lie. What is high lie? All right, maybe we don't do high lie if you don't know what it is. With cricket. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Victorian. Victor- it's like this Victorian like harpsichord music. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But like, but it's been ramped up a little bit. Like it's a little bit more aggressive, but still, it's just like harpsichord. Aggressive harpsichord. It's it's not harpsichord music. It's harpsichord music. Harpsichord. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, uh, you you said that for cricket. For cricket, rugby is just like didgeridoos and people screaming. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's like a didgeridoo run through a metal zone. Sounds more like a didgeridoo-don't. Oh, uh, you went for the didgeridoo joke. Yep. Hey, Ryan. More like didgeridoo-won't. Uh, this was sent by Dave Santander. This Make is a, your own genre suggestions in the comments. Yeah. This is a Strat Type 2023 unique American flag custom artwork. No, this isn't. Well, let's just read this description. Dreamopedia Guitars. Dear customers, this piece was a much more ambitious project, but at present, into, but being at present into carved bodies, I'm forced to sell it as it is. I bought the loaded body and neck a while back from different sources, having in mind a psychedelic version of the American flag with metal, appliques, and wild colors. Well, as you see, I only completed the basic design for the flag. I cut the stars and painted the faded colors, etched the lattice work of cracked and sealed the hole that's all my body still presents scars and dirts from its previous history the devastated look of the headstock is my own artistic intervention why can't people just call them mistakes <laughs> but it's still a nice instrument in my opinion and it could be suitable for further guitar project or someone may like it just the way it is um what did i say the price was on this did i say a price i don't, uh, I don't remember. remember sit fuck off yeah the price is too high 661 i mean it is in italy i guess there's something i want to show you but i kind of want to see if you i want to see if you spot it you spot anything unusual hold on the stars are raised you're you're off you're off the the, the stars being raised is something that i'm fine with there's something that once you see it you're gonna be like oh my god this is a string through body isn't it? It's a strat trim, dude. That's a strat trim, but w- there's no strat trim cavity. Is there? There's not? I don't know. It doesn't look like it. I don't remember the back. But that's not the thing I'm looking at. I don't know if I have a shot of the back. I don't. There's dust all over the fretboard. Okay, look at the bridge. Hold on. Hold Here's on. a picture of the bridge. Look at this bridge. The springs are on the wrong the side. The springs are on the wrong side of the saddle. <laughs> the springs. You know how the screw goes into the, the back? Uh, it's in between the saddles and the back of the trim. Yeah. The springs are the springs are in between. They're, they're on the screws before going into the back of the bridge. <laughs> I had already picked this ad because I liked the I liked the finish on it, but when I saw that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, oh that's beautiful, that's wonderful." They had to do that. No, it's because they got it in parts. 
Yeah. The bridges don't come in parts like that, though. No, they, they had, don't. They had, this person had to take the bridge completely apart to make this mistake. Why did they do that? It makes no sense. So in one of the pictures, I think... In this scenario... Oh, you did not have include... There are no pictures included of the back. I don't have the back. In um, this scenario... Like, think of the mechanics of this. Okay. The intonation is now dictated by the tension of the springs. <laughs> so the back of the guitar does appear to have like a fully cut out cavity. It does. But, it's, it's a strut. But something about the way the bridge sits, it, and maybe it's because of those... It's floating a little it bit. It looks floating, but I felt I feel like you should be able to see the cavity. I guess not. No, it's... it's, it's. I think in one of the pictures, the float looks more extreme. And the reason the float looking extreme might be because extreme float because of the uh, springs being on the wrong side. The screws look super high at like a super high angle. So I'm going to say regarding the price, it was like 600 bucks or 600 bucks. No, no, no. This is a parts guitar that someone has done finishing on. I will say though, this is, this is like inspiration bait. This is making me want to do something bad like this because like every part of this is bad. Mm. Like it's the paint was done in a way that is cracking. He, he said it, he makes it sound intentional. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but this is the result of traditionally improper paint use. Right. The three dimensional layered aspect of the design on it would normally make me cringe. The American flag aspect of it would normally hit me as like, uh, uh, like grossly patriotic. The fact that the red, white, and blue is covered up by the white paint, but then you're getting kind of bleeding coming through. Yeah, okay. So that's more like in that direction of like, okay, we don't need to be that patriotic. This, everything coming together on this, I like a lot. It has... This, it, it punk, it has this punk vibe it does. to it. It's, this is a very MC5. Yes. Yes. Like it's got that vibe. I don't think I love the neon pink pick guard on it, but honestly, like I can't think of a better solution. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, the only thing I can think of doing different is doing a white pick guard and maybe like a zebra humbucker or, or some other like, yeah. Not crazy neat, but like my idea is, is less extreme is pulling it back where I like the punk aspect of this actually kind of works with the neon pink pick guard and the green knob. And it, you know, it's like blink 182 fans I'm talking to you right now. And I'm not going to think I'm we not have gonna, any blink 182 fans. They're like, hate watching right now. Anymore. I'm not going to shit on your favorite band today. Not, not this time. Um, during this segment, maybe later don't. And as a fender lover and someone who likes working with fender, I'm going to say, don't buy the fender Tom to launch. I know it's going to be more valuable. Make your own. That's the mm -hmm. punk rock thing to do. Make your own. It's a strat with one humbucker in it. You can do it. You can take any strat shaped object and turn it into that for dirt cheap. Do stuff like this. Don't replicate. Create. I just came up with that. It's stupid. <laughs> Don't it's a, replicate. Create. 
It's interesting to me that this is being sold as if the all of the chipping is on the front of the body, like the the aging is intentional. I don't I don't know. It how, might be. I just don't know how you would get that it, kind of effect. You, no, when you have a recipe, like I I used to do when I was in college, I used to do spray paint paintings on canvas, mm-hmm. and I had figured out which paints crack over other ones. Oh, okay. And it the way this is thick. Like, this looks like a recipe. This guy knew what he was doing, and he got that effect intentionally. I actually, I really like the raised graphics thing on that. I'm going to think about this for a while, and I'm going to think of something that I'm going to want to do, like, in this style. And I might not be able to pull it off. Like, I might not have the recipe to do it, but I I genuinely like this look. That aspect of it is really interesting. And looking at other bodies on his site, basically, I, I think what this guy's doing is getting... Buying these, buying bodies. It looks like either a CNC or a laser cut sort of and thing, right? And he's doing some kind of, but basically what's going on, yeah, it's like a CNC or a laser cut or something, uh, but he's basically, um, I mean, the stars here look so randomly shaped. It, I like that, It though. almost makes me think the stars were like, I thought they were cut out like of something. chisel work, but maybe they're not. I thought it was like he, he cut out, at first, my first reaction was tape. Like, oh, these, these are tape, which is a cool no, look. It's, it's wood. But then my next reaction was like, oh, maybe he sliced these out of veneer and glued them on there. But then you showed me his other photo, the, yeah. the photo of like his, uh, uh, his, uh, uh, it was like a, f- uh, Statue of right, Liberty, Statue of Liberty, Statue of Liberty and flag design. It's like, oh, that's just, is cut into the wood. So he, this is some sort of CNC or laser cutting sort of operation. Does he say, because, so these are like pre-order bodies. So right. this is not uh, a real body, but does he say how he does it? It's gotta he be. He says it's manually carved. I bet he has one of those handheld CNCs. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like. Because that's, th- that's too graphically clean. <laughs> Put some of those in the Dropbox for me. <laughs> Here, I'll just, yeah. Thanks. But, but they're like the, the work is there. I think the concept is like, I'm just kind of like, whatever, whatever. Uh, but the, the overall, this United States guitar of whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> um, so it's the kind of thing where it's like, while I think it's, I don't, I, it's, goofy to me this has um, this is this has prodigy firestarter vibes to it this fourth the, of july thing the the, the the cracking it looks oh it looks like yeah, yeah yeah some I sort of like dystopian sewer punk yeah. guitar you know dystopian sewer punk if, if it so if it had a black pit guard then this could have been a prodigy firestarter prop guitar you know but the, like looking at the rest of it it's, it's clearly, you know, just some parts neck on a parts body that he, yeah. he carved the wood into and stuff. So it's hard to justify buying his project that has clearly cheap bridge hardware that is set up incorrectly. Uh, no name pickup, I'm assuming. It doesn't say. Uh, so, <laughs> so I guess I'll, I'll back some of my criticism. I'm going to dial it back a little. You were ready to go hard on him. And then I sold you on it a little bit. I know I know I didn't sell you on it all the way, and I I agree with you that six hundred bucks is ridiculous. Six hundred bucks is high, but it's not because the work isn't there. Now I I see kind of 
what the concepts that this guy goes for. It's because and, the original parts aren't there. And the fact that this is like, this is the kind of thing where. Also the headstock is bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> this is the kind of thing where what this guy should be doing. So the strings are on. They're, they're tuned the wrong way. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even. I knew there was something wrong with the strings. I just couldn't process what it was. Um, what I will say is, what should be going on, what should happen here, is, um, this guy should go all in, complicated, deep carved designs, and like compete against like Warrior. Maybe you don't have to go like that hard. But Warrior guitars are like three or four thousand dollars at six hundred dollars, and with these cheap, like what look like cheap parts, just Amazon, whatever, six hundred dollars is a hard sell. But if this was like a completed project with like an even deeper carve, and Steve a, wants that deep a carve. Seymour Duncan pickup, and like a headstock that wasn't just like you took a Squire headstock and beat it with the chain. Oh my gosh, the headstock looks really bad. Um, don't do that. Like paint your headstock and then do do your cracked relic on it. This, Don't do this. A cracked relic on that headstock could look really cool. This kind of goes back to the this whole, you know, this thing with boutique guitars in general or what we talked about last episode with like the like the Indonesian guitar thing where there's a certain point where when you look at the price of something and you go, "Okay, a $1,500, or in this case, a $600 guitar on reverb. I look at that and I go, that's a parts caster. I look at if it this I look was, at it, and I see a $275 parts guitar. If the work was put into this where this guy said, I think I put $2,000 of work into it, and he listed this on reverb, not this actual thing, but something that looked better than this, but the same general concept, and he listed at $2,200, now I have to at least think about how did this guy come up with this price? So let's turn let's turn this into a guitar that commands more money, but it has the same exact body and same exact finish. Because that like the body is not striking. There's nothing about the body that caught me off as like, oh, that's probably just some parts guitar. He could have, as far as we know, he could have started with the finest piece of vintage ash and custom cut sure. out or he could have bought like he could have bought the really really nice strap body off of warmoth for, sure. for for this project starter but the cheap looking bridge and honestly the cheap looking neck i mean looking at the the truss hole that we can see there it's like the, the, this isn't impressing anyone yeah. um you need a better neck you need you know duncan lawler okay but, but whatever but, pick up i th i think like the the bridge is an immediate giveaway, not just because it's put together wrong, right. but like it just it has those cheap saddles. Yeah, you put you know like one of the V trims on there. Yeah, like you put a two hundred dollar trim on this. Now people are like, oh, okay. Now we're now, oh. we're now we're throwing like this has some quality stuff on it. Let's take a look. And the, you put some sort of really interesting, neat pickup in there. Something that has a, a name printed on there that everybody don't knows. do a single. I would say you need more than one pickup. I like the single humbucker on this. I, if I built it for myself, I probably would do something different. I think a, I think a single in the neck and a humbucker in the bridge would be totally appropriate for this. Um, some sort, some sort of maybe a painted pick guard. 
that has mm, mm-hmm. some crusty or rusty elements to go along with this that doesn't clash color-wise with the, the red, white, and blue theme of the body. Um, and then, yeah, a, a nice quality neck. Maybe something with, uh, you know, some torrified shimmer in there, a baked maple neck of some sort. Uh, you know, even if it is like just a, a maple neck, but the fretwork is really nice. Like people can tell the fretwork is there. And then just decent quality tuners, maybe some yeah. of those fancy open gear tuners that like, oh, remember how everything was open gear and they were cheap and then everything was closed gear and now we're going back. Now there's open gear tuners that look really nice and they feel really We sturdy. just got an ad I th- or like an email today from, was it Godo? Did we? For like some, uh, they were just promoting like their new tuners and I think that it's like the radial series yeah, I yeah. think it's called and I think those are open back. The pickup layout I want to see on this is the Wayne Kramer. I want that single humbucker single. Yeah, yeah. Three pickup. Just go full MC5 on this. I mean, if I was going to do a loadout for myself right now, mini bucker in the bridge, mm-hmm. Jaguar pickup in the neck. Interesting. That's a good look, too. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like the S. Is that SH? You call it SH? I never sure. remember which one. Is when the people describe things like that, which direction is which? Because usually you have that. I would call it an HS. HS. Yeah. I don't I, know. An HSS. I never go. Oh, you're right. I never it's say HSS. S-S-H. You're right. It's I can't H-S-S. even say SSH. So that would be an HS. Yeah, an HS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Is it time to decide? It is time to <coughs> decide. Sorry, guys. I've had a little winner. So we got uh, the upside down V. Upside down. We got upside some down V. Good ones. This we got episode. the Grecker, Greco backer, Greco backer, and we've got this USA of whatever. I think the USA. You think the USA? And I, I think that's a Dave Santander. Is he going to win? Oh man, I was going to every go other with, week. Now I was going to go with the upside down. You want to flip for it? I think we're going to have to flip for it. I like that. I like the the search on the upside down. I like kind of that story. I like, the I like those of it. funky other designs that you dug up. So you know, maybe you you know what? Maybe you should win the AVC. But who who sent it? Uh, Matt Carnavali. I'm sorry, Dave Santander. You already won <laughs> the other week. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, uh, Steve is right. Like I, I'm really happy to learn about this builder and see their unique design. So, I yeah. mean, I, I can't penalize you. I can't, I don't think we can penalize Matt for you doing additional research because that's one of my criteria for when I pick my AVC is, is did I learn something? Did I, did the ad inspire me to do more hmm. additional research? Sure. To look other things up. That's not the only criteria, but that is one of the criteria. It, that tickled, I use, so. it tickled your neurons. Yeah. Yeah, it got you thinking about things. It got you looking at things. It, it, it showed you something new. I think I was just. I think I was coming hot off that ad, off the USA what, or of whatever, and just feeling excited about talking about it. So I think that's why my gut went there. But I, once you started talking about, it, I was like, yeah, the upside down V for sure. All right, congratulations, Steve is going to send you a virtual digital gift card printed on heavy virtual cardstock Whoa. to the retailer or fast food establishment of your choice. So Steve will be emailing you. If we really wanted to make this a scam, we could like get our own online store going and just send people gift cards to our own online store. I wish Teespring would let us do that. I wish they would give us a, a gift card that would be like, like yeah, like hey, hey, here's twenty bucks. 
worth of, or here's 25 bucks worth of merch. But then like, we're really, we're paying our cost. We're not paying the full cost. Yeah. Like I would totally just give shirts does tea, away. Does Teespring? Like one free shirt. And then we pay our cost, which is like, I think it's like eight bucks now or something like that. I don't know. No, I, it's more than that. It's a lot more than it's that. It's like, yeah. It's like 15, say, 16 bucks. Cause I think right now our shirts are like 23. Three or $24, yeah. and that's the absolute lowest they will let me list them for. Yeah. Or no, it's not the app. I did built in a very, very we have our stuff. No, we, like- we have our stuff set up to give us like a $5 profit, and that's what pushes it into being like 23 24 bucks. The, and that's because that's the only way we can list them that makes sense for people who are in, I think, the inner circle level. And is it, I forget if it's, it might be... Other yeah, we have like a the discount Patreon's code. Well, there's a discount code, but we can only use apply the discount code if we build in margin to the listed price. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's all it's very complicated goofy. and stupid. Yeah. I it was, could be run so much better. I was so infuriated when I finally put yeah. that all together. And you know what? It's way better than the threadless program. Was. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that Jeez. was even worse. <laughs> yeah, but too bad. But threadless prints are probably better now. Nah, they were about the same. Yeah. yeah. It's it's that it's that four color process inkjet style t shirt. It, it's that yeah. You know, it's never going to be the same quality as like a high quality print like this. Yeah. Watch this is is oh it is it have a little cracking in it. But this feels like a regular screen print to me. It looks. I good. could be wrong. All right, this song was sent by James Tippins. He says, "Hi Ryan and Steve, thank you so much for playing my experimental prog rock. You're welcome so much. Surf tune, Big Daddy's Wave Caper. I have some more. Big Daddy's Wave Caper. I have a more traditional one I did at home from quote." From uh, best surf band ever, Spice Who Surf, uh, Ecology Trio Part Three. I'm so grateful to you guys for the years of awesomeness you bring to everyone who enjoys the 60 Cycle Hum Show. So here's the song Ecology Three. <laughs>
super solid. Right on the money. You did it. I, I love how dirty that was. Whatever, like, I'm assuming that's a fuzz that was on the guitar. It almost sounded mm. like console clipping. And you were sounded, clipping, clipping sounded, the board or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it sounded cool. Yeah, or clipping the mic. Like some, It sounded broken in the perfect way. Great job. I loved it. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Stay grounded.